Be careful what you tolerate. You're teaching people how to treat you. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to Wisdom Worth Knowing Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or on your favorite social networks on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Don't forget to like and share while you're there. Also, this show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org for this limited time exclusive offer for my listeners. Be careful what you tolerate. You are teaching people how to treat you. Do you consider yourself a pushover? That's probably the subject that's going to be talked about most on today's episode. And I also want to talk about how my life definitely contrasted between the extremes of this weakness of allowing people to treat me a certain way. And I'm hoping that it'll be helpful to you as well. Pretty frequently on the show, we talk about dealing with relationships and setting boundaries and having good conversations with people that are close to us and establishing healthy boundaries are important to go to cultivate a opportunity for that relationship to grow and to continue to develop properly over time. And so as a basic primer for that, for those of you who don't listen to the show is boundaries essentially are something we put in place to keep bad things from getting into a place that we want to grow and for keeping the good things contained so that things from the outside can't corrupt it or it can't break out, you know, where it's not supposed to be. So if you think about boundaries in the sense of like a garden, you know, it's like we put up fences around our gardens for a lot of reasons. Um, Even if you're not a gardener, this is why people do it. They do it because, you know, if you, if you put up a barrier, animals and outside things that can threaten the, the plants that you're trying to grow can't get in. And in order to keep the garden from kind of going crazy and spreading out all over the place and making a complete mess, it keeps it contained. So that when you come back out here to there to water it or to maintain it, you can actually keep it where it's supposed to be. Right. You don't want things to spill over into other areas of your yard. So the whole boundaries thing, the whole necessity of it is to create an environment where optimal growth can happen. Now, this obviously doesn't happen perfectly in relationships like it does with a garden, because with a garden, you have complete control over the boundaries that are established. But if if we're careful about how we set up our expectations and and we communicate effectively on what our expectations are, as well as communicate effectively on things like this episode we're talking about, what we tolerate, we can at least try to create an environment of optimal growth for the relationships that are in our life. And obviously, the level of boundaries we set with other people depend on us. They depend on the people 
and they depend on behavior in a lot of ways. And so we're going to try to unpack that this morning and talk about a couple books that actually are really good on this subject if you are not familiar with this boundary thing. I don't know if it's just a side effect of, of social media and entertainment and, and technology, but boundaries seem to be more and more difficult to not just establish, but to get people to respect. Um, people have a tendency to definitely overstep more often in my experience than I, they ever have in the past. Or maybe I'm just more aware of it. You know, that, that could be a possibility too. Because I've gone through many seasons of my life where I, I just simply was terrible at setting boundaries. And so people would overstep my personal boundaries without even realize they were realizing they were doing it, right? So that's not necessarily their fault. You know, if I don't effectively communicate to somebody that, hey, you know what, you're, you know, I'm not going to sit here and let you insult me, right? If I don't sit there and actually communicate that, you know, they may not even realize they're insulting me, first of all. And second of all, they may not realize that that's a boundary issue for me. You know what I mean? And so this, this what we tolerate thing is something we have complete control over. So many times in relationships, we, we tend to lose track of the fact that there are only so many things in a relationship we have control over. And in that respect, I don't, I just, I don't mean a, just a dating relationship, by the way. This could be a friendship. It could be a, uh, actually it could be a relationship with a complete stranger. It could be a coworker. Uh, it could be a classmate. You know, it could be anybody. But there's only one side of that relationship I really have control over. And that is my side, right? It's how I react. It's the boundaries I set. It's how I communicate. It's what my expectations are. Like these are the only tiny chunks of the relationship or the friendship or the dynamic that I have control over. Coming to an acceptance of this is quite possibly one of the most difficult things to do in life is realizing how limited we are in power, how limited we are in influence, how limited we are in basically what other people do. You know, we can really, really get wrapped up in the idea that we have power over a relationship, whether we realize it or not, we can get wrapped up in that. But relationships aren't meant to be power dynamics. You know, they're, they're meant to be mutual respect, you know, where you, you treat each other with mutual dignity. They're not meant to be power dynamic. It's not meant to be, what can I get out of this? Like, that's not, that's not how healthy relationships are supposed to work. And if we've only been in those types of relationships, like as we were growing up, maybe we were in a bad environment growing up, or maybe we had bad relationship after bad relationship, and it just kind of conditioned us into this power dynamic thing. I think I think there is a, a tendency to to struggle with this, you know. And if we've never seen it any other way, then naturally we're going to continue to struggle with it. But just like anything else, it's something that we can learn. It's a skill, you know, healthy boundaries, healthy relationships, healthy communications, healthy expectations. These are something that we cultivate over time. 
you know, and, and we can only really cultivate them as we experience, get more experience in setting boundaries, just like if, like the analogy with a garden, right? So if I wanted to set up a good garden or a nice garden, the first garden I set up is going to be a mess. The boundaries might be all messed up. Things might still get in because I didn't set up the boundaries properly the first way. Things might overgrow and spill over into other areas of my yard. I had no idea that's how those things grew. But as as seasons pass, or maybe you're trying a whole different set of plants this time around. Maybe it's fall instead of summer or winter instead of spring. Growing stuff in winter, obviously. <laughs> Unless you got a greenhouse. But the whole point is, is learning how to cultivate these a healthy environment for your relationships is not something that you will just suddenly get good at. Just like anything else, it's something that you just have to kind of work at and practice, even if it's just a little bit every day, so that eventually you will be able to say, oh, when you meet somebody new, you'll be like, okay, this this person's a good fit within these boundaries, right? Like a coworker, like I have a set of, this is how I treat my coworkers' boundaries, and uh, or somebody I'm in a relationship with, like an actual intimate relationship with. This is how I set boundaries with people I'm dating. This is how I set boundaries with complete strangers I come across the street on, you know, like, because you can't set boundaries equally amongst everybody. Oh, here's a good one. Here's how I set boundaries with people I talk to on the internet, right? So these are really only things we can establish as we had gain experience in those areas. And there's quite a few good books on this subject. And the audiobooks are available, but um let me start with the first one. The first most obvious one is called Boundaries. <laughs> it's by Dr. Henry Cloud and he co- co-opted it with, a, with some other people too. Um and and what's great about the Boundaries series of books is that he also wrote multiple books depending on the context. So they make boundaries for children. They make boundaries for marriage, the basic boundaries for singles. Um, and so they've got, he's got a whole bunch of different books on your specific circumstances. And, and then there's just the generic boundaries book, which is it kind of applies to all. It's like a catch-all. That for me is like a primer on this, right? If you if you don't even understand this concept of setting boundaries, that's that's an amazing start. It's a, and a great book, very well reviewed. Once you've kind of expanded beyond that, then you can focus on specific boundary issues you struggle with. One that I really needed uh, was a crucial accountability. That's that helps you hold people accountable. Crucial Confrontations is if you struggle with, that's another book, if you struggle with confronting people and holding them accountable. Same people wrote those books too. Um, Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk is another great subject on this. It talks about how to set healthy boundaries while loving people. Obviously, I had to read a lot of books on this, and there's a reason for that. (laughs) So before I go further into that, Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. 
And check this out, because you listen to this show, for a limited time, my listeners can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog, completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and sign up for this limited time offer for my listeners. Yeah, and so that if the books I'm talking about in here aren't part of the Audible Premium Plus catalog, you can still get one free title if you sign up for the Audible Premium. And again, if if the first 30 days, if you find out audiobooks aren't for you, you can just cancel it. They won't, you won't get charged a penny. So I highly recommend checking that out. So I would say in my teen years and in my early 20s, I'm 37 now. So this was really where I struggled with this boundaries issue. And I think a lot of that was just rooted in an experience, right? I didn't have a lot of relationship experience. My first relationship in high school was obviously very messy, which would be expected if you've never been in an intimate relationship before. So a lot of what we have to learn with relationships, we have to learn. You can't really learn all of it from a book. All you can do from a book is really kind of get various tools that you can experiment with. And then then you just have to start trying them. And this boundaries thing is a very messy process. You know, some examples of this might be that uh, if you tolerate people being disrespectful for you in this be careful what you tolerate portion. And when I say disrespectful, I don't mean you're perceived disrespectful. I mean, like literally insulting you, literally not respecting something that like, in other words, not uh, following through with a promise they made to you. Not just one time, but like a chronic issue where they continually do it. And obviously they're taking advantage of you. Uh, people who are only takers, like you'll run into people this in your, with, in your life where they only call you if they need something. Um, people who are just outright insulting or put you down because it makes them feel better. And it makes them feel more powerful. These are just a couple examples of things we can tolerate that we really shouldn't. Because you are a human being, and all human beings deserve respect and dignity and to be loved. And if you don't know that or believe that yourself, I'm here to tell you it's true. You may not feel like you deserve to be respected and loved because maybe you weren't properly respected and loved most of your life. Maybe you have self-esteem issues. Totally fine. Welcome, Welcome to the human race. We all do. But even if you do, you still, as a human being, deserve that. And so once you kind of accept that reality, you can begin to set these boundaries with people who intentionally or unintentionally cross those boundaries with you. Because remember, people are creatures of habit, right? So they slip into what's comfortable when they're around other people. So if you are in a conversation element, people tend to eventually default into whatever the comfort zone is for that relationship. So if 
people get accustomed to take advantage of you or insulting you or mocking you or or lying to you and you continue to allow it to happen, that becomes the comfort zone for that relationship. That's where that relationship grows. And there's an old saying, it's like, well, if you have a relationship that's built on lies and deceit and selfishness, that's a terrible foundation for a relationship, right? And if you think about that in the context of boundaries, it's like, well, if I, if I'm allowing that into the garden, or if I'm allowing that to be the framework for that relationship, then that that relationship is kind of doomed to fail from the start. So if I actually care about this person and I value this person or this relationship, the best thing I can do for it is make sure that it is built on something that really works and is sustainable. And exploitation, insulting, betrayal, uh, disrespect, These aren't things that really are sustainable in a long-term relationship. You're just going to end up resentful, angry. Ooh, manipulation, by the way, that's another one. You're going to end up resentful and angry and frustrated every time that person tries to get a hold of you. Let me give you a very practical example of this. I would avoid so many phone calls from people because I was afraid they would just ask me for another thing. Because I did not have the ability to say no. This is something I struggled with all through my 20s and into my early 30s. And it's only recently I've, I've finally gotten up the, developed the skill, I'm going to say, to say no. And honestly, it's because I had kids. <laughs> because when, it, when you have kids, it becomes a matter of survival. Because kids don't understand this boundaries thing. Right. They, they, they don't get it like and they're they're young. They're, they're just developing. How could they get it? And so they will just can keep taking indefinitely until you have nothing left. That's just it's it's just the nature of being young, not understanding how your decisions affect other people. Believe me. I'm not. I'm not trying to insult. Children, children are children. So anyway, for me, it became about survival because if I said yes to everything, if you say yes to everything your kid asks you for, eventually you'll just run out of money, first of all, or you'll run out of time or you'll lose your job or they won't go to school. You know, like the things kids want to do all the time aren't really conducive to their growth and development. <laughs> it's not conducive to a sustaining lifestyle. But so, so in, in my early 30s, in my late 20s, when my kids were really starting to get older and this started to become a challenge for me, this saying no thing really started to come back and bite me, you know, not saying no. And so what I would do early on in that is I basically would run myself ragged trying to accommodate all of these commitments and obligations I was committing myself to. And... It didn't take long before I started to get angry and bitter and resentful towards the people I was supposed to be helping. And you will be amazed once you start saying no to people. First of all, give them some give them some credit, right? 
most people will be like, okay. You know, most people will not take that personally. Like, they just won't. Most decent people. Now, when you first start saying no, if they're used to you always saying yes, yes, that's going to cause conflict. But generally speaking, in a new relationship or a new friendship, saying no, especially early on in that friendship, if you haven't developed the habit or routine of caving all the time, they'll just learn that that's not something you'll do all the time. Like that's just, and and that's the same thing for your existing relationships. They will, people will learn eventually where your boundaries are. And they may be a little disappointed at first, but like most people are like, okay, it's, it's not as terrifying as you think. You know, people tend to just adjust, you know, they're like, okay, well, that's not something he wants to do. And it's not just for like people asking you to help you move, right? Saying no can be for things you know are unhealthy for you. Let's say you're in, let's say you struggle with an addiction and a group of new friends ask you if you want to go to a bar and you're, you're struggling with alcoholism. You could say no, uh, even if you haven't told them that yet. Like, no, I can't, I can't do bars right now. It's not something I can do. You know, maybe if they press it, you tell them, oh, I've just had struggled with that in the past and they may heckle you for a little bit or say, oh, yeah, you're probably fine. You know, they, they may do that, but the message is sent, right? The, the likelihood of them inviting you the next time decreases. Especially as you make your nose more affirmed. And then people just adjust. Next time they go out to a bar, they'll stop asking you, you know, because they'll just assume because you've communicated to them why you say no, that you're not going to want to go. So there's real practical instances in which this makes sense another a good example somebody asks you to do something you hate doing say no that's not my thing anything else you might want to do that's not really my thing although sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do in a relationship or a friendship just for the other person but don't, you don't need to lie about it. Say, it's not really my thing, but sure, since you really want to do it, let's do it. You know, like you're still communicating, you know, that limitation or that boundary. So once you start to cultivate that ability to be honest and, and, and tell the truth and set boundaries, then you create a dynamic in which a relationship can really thrive because Trust and mutual respect are, are the ultimate foundation for a relationship. Trust is arguably the most important. This is why things like infidelity and betrayal are so damaging. Because you can cultivate a relationship across years. And trust is something that, once betrayed, can really, really crush a relationship. You know, it, it only takes a single offense, you know. Because a lot of all of the other aspects of a relationship are built on that trust, you know? And so it's also one of the things we take for granted <laughs> in a relationship. And once it, when it's there, it's really nice. But then when it's gone, it makes everything in the relationship harder. So, so yeah, so this boundaries thing is incredibly important. And, and it's in my relationships now are arguably infinite, infinitely better. And my relationships with my kids are infinitely better now that I set boundaries with them. Am I still perfect at this? No, no, not by any stretch of imagination. 
but the the relationship is now has kind of a framework in which we can be mutually honest with one another safely. Does that make sense? There's a negative dynamic to this as well. Once you start setting boundaries with people, and I wouldn't even call this negative. Actually, this is probably one of the biggest benefits. People will run away from you. There are groups of people who want a relationship that has no boundaries. They want somebody who they can dump on. And I don't just mean just vent. I mean, like, they want somebody they can have a power dynamic with. They want somebody they can manipulate. They want somebody they can take advantage of and bully around. And when you set these boundaries, it protects you from those people. Because when they start doing that stuff to you, and it becomes pretty they become aware pretty quickly that you're not the kind of person that will work on. They move on to the next person. You will be amazed at how many unhealthy and toxic relationships you avoid by simply setting healthy boundaries. Saying, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. No, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you insult me. No, I'm not going to be manipulated. When you start setting these boundaries, you don't have to be a jerk about it. You just, or sometimes you do if it becomes a chronic issue, but you just start setting these basic boundaries with people and you'll be, you'll be amazed. The manipulative people will just, they'll just float away. The ones who only call you when they need something, they'll stop calling you. They just will. They'll be like, well, I can't, I can't take advantage of them. (laughs) That's, that's what it'll turn into. And it becomes very, very freeing because then whoever's left over or whomever's left over, those are the people who you can continue to kind of build that strong relationship on. So yeah, this is a, it was a fun topic for sure today. You've been listening to the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. Thank you for joining me today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on your favorite social network, Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble. Help feed those algorithms so that the show continues to grow. Also, don't forget to sign up for the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you can. That will also help the show grow, feeds the algorithms. And I'm trying to think, what else am I missing? Ah! That's right. This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. For my listeners, they can sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. So make sure you go over there and sign up for that exclusive deal right now. Pick up one of these books. That was Boundaries, Keep Your Love On, uh, the various other Boundaries style books. Like boundaries for kids, boundaries for relationships, boundaries for singles. They got a bunch of different variations of it. Crucial accountability, crucial confrontations, codependent no more. Maybe you struggle with this codependency thing where everybody has to be, you have to be dependent on other people. Other people have to be dependent on you. Codependent no more is a good one on that. So yeah. So remember, be careful what you tolerate. You are teaching people how to treat you. So until tomorrow, let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can for today. Because, as always, that's all we can do.